Hey everybody, I'm Jason Rockman and welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. Uh, we meet here every Monday to talk to uh, some of the most interesting people in pop culture. And uh, this week we've got an up and coming band who have kind of cemented themselves in the ska scene. Uh, they've, they've ascended from up and coming to um, one of the best ska bands that are uh, on the circuit right now and one of the best bands out there in terms of attitude in terms of talent and just in terms of good vibes so we're going to be joined by the interrupters today on the podcast excited about this because not only do we get to talk to the entire band but ryan and i both got to talk to them and uh, and it was quite quite the treat but before we get too ahead of ourselves uh, i would like to bring in our co-host ryan stick what's going on my friend i'm doing good man we're talking to the interrupters today i mean yeah. uh I don't want to interrupt you too much. I was, you know, behind the <laughs> scenes with my hands in my mouth, just being like, don't say anything. Let him continue talking. Don't squeal as he says their name. This is going to be one of those yeah. weird. Uh, this is I, it's going to be one of the weird ones, because mm. I, I believe when we spoke to the interrupters, you were still in your Grizzly Adams stage. I was. Uh, but I also kind of look like a halfway to Golem from Smeagol and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, where it's like I have the rings. And I haven't been living well, but I still have some hair. So, uh, yeah, now, now, now I'm in my Annie Lennox phase, and I'm very happy for it. Yeah, you're back to uh, you're back to mm -hmm. the sweet dreams are made of this. There you phase, go. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we we spoke to the interrupters. Uh, I I love the interrupters. I've I've had a chance to talk to them a couple of times, and um, everybody in that band is just like I mentioned, good vibes, good people, talented. And, um, and it was a great conversation, but, um, let's start off by again, thanking our title sponsor, heartbeat hot sauce. Um, you, you've got a, a bottle of hot sauce with you. I got a oh, box. You got a box <laughs> of hot sauce with you. All the hot sauce is in the fridge, but I just want to say that even when they send you a box of hot sauce, check this out, ladies and gentlemen, this is the attention to detail that heartbeat goes to. Look how nice this box yeah, is. Yeah, it is nice. This is one of the nicest nice. boxes I've ever had. <laughs> and I, and, and it came with hot sauce. So you can imagine. Even the quality of their uh, their shirts and their sweaters and everything else. So everything's yeah. everything's nice quality. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I decided to wear one of their long sleeves today. Um, they, they they make nice gear. They make great hot sauce, and they're a great company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. So go check them out. Heartbeat Hot Sauce, and of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor. Um, Studio House Designs. Uh, Ryan is rocking the faculty shirt, which is uh, which is a great one. Great movie, and um, they're the kind of. Um, kind of company that will um will give you uh great designs of movies that you've always wanted a shirt from and uh yeah. great people out of philadelphia so thanks to them as well i believe during our interview i was i uh, was wearing my hereditary shirt and um i i love those guys good people out of uh, out of philadelphia so go check them out studiohousedesigns.com great a uh, great company and great movie taste Yes. I honestly, every time they do a drop, I'm like, so what movie haven't I seen yet that I really should? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> so, no, I know, yeah. I know. They'll, they'll, they'll do that every once in a while. Cody will pull out a design. I'm like, oh, wow, you went there. Pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, we got to talk to the Interrupters. Uh, they have a new song that just came out um, called In the Mirror, which is great. And uh, I, I, we got a chance to talk a little bit in depth on, uh, on what the song was about. And then we found out that the entire album is uh, a bit of a, a an autobiography uh, for Amy. So, um, love this interview, love this chat. Uh, I think we got to cover a lot of bases with them, and uh, they're an interesting band that um, that have really, really been working their way up the ranks. Um, and they were just about to go out on the road for probably the biggest tour of their lives with Green Day and with Weezer. Can you imagine? You're going out with Green Day and Weezer, and then what happens? A global pandemic hits. 
I would be disappointed if I had a ticket to the show and it got canceled. Nevertheless, be part of that tour, right? That dream tour. I would have, I would have cut off my toe to even tour with one of those bands. Nevertheless, both of them at the same time. I know. So, so maximum disappointment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was, exactly. It was maximum disappointed. But, uh, mm. but they are the kind of band that will turn things around and uh, they'll find the positive in things. And and I think they did. And uh, well, I don't want to take anything away. So why don't we go right to our chat? Uh, here it is, Ryan and I. I got to chat with the interrupters. Enjoy it. Here's Justin. Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey. Hi. Hi. And there's Jesse. So Amy, Amy will be here in like five minutes or so. But Thank how you are you guys. guys doing? Good. All is good. good um, I David's on it, man. This guy's fucking been your champion in Canada. Dude, we love David. He's and he's, he's all good vibes too. He really you know? is. He's, yeah. he's a true. He's a true Canadian. He's just good vibes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the Canadians are the nicest people. I don't know. Like, uh... I spoke to you guys in the last time. Well, probably wasn't the last time you were here, but at Club Soda, we chatted. Yes, briefly. We remember that we were up on the balcony. Up on the balcony, exactly. And that was, yeah. that was a few years back. But I felt so fucking bad for you guys when when they announced that Green Day Weezer tour. Yeah, and, and I saw you were on there. I was so. I, I remember specifically. I was on air at Shom. I heard the announcement and I was fucking like, I was like, yes, this is gonna be the best fucking tour for them. And then COVID. I know. Yeah. It was kind of crazy too, because the, you know, it got canceled, obviously the first summer and then they were like, we're going to push the whole thing a whole year. So then we're in kind of like this, this holding pattern. And then it was like, okay, you guys, the tour's happening. And we're like, great. And then right like the month before it happened, there was this huge surge and like the Delta variant. And, and then they were like, uh, it's still happening. So we were just like, okay, you just tell us what to do, where to go. And, you know, we'll be good soldiers. And, and you know what, it was a lot of, it was a different touring experience, like being out during that, as far right. as like, we stayed in our bubble, you know, we didn't go out on days off, all that kind of stuff, but the shows. Yeah. That's man, what I was going to say. Like, I want to, I want to know what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was, every bit as epic as you would think it was i mean for us too playing baseball stadiums was nuts yeah no kidding yeah i mean mean, when when you're playing clubs and you you know and and the thing is with your band is you guys are always doing that you're playing like arenas and then you're playing i mean baseball stadiums i mean that's like that's like the beatles and shit going yeah straight up i the first time i would like i would be toured with green day on their um last record cycle we went to south america with them and we played in this soccer stadium in argentina that had like almost forty thousand people there you couldn't see the end of it it was (laughs) heads as far as the eye could see we like to say you could see the curvature of the earth over the fans yeah (laughs) yeah so we've been super super lucky to like you know get in front of crowds like that it's it's always been a little intimidating but you know i think uh it's something we enjoy we get to we get to um do all the different levels of stuff you know what's so funny too is like last night i don't remember why i was looking through our instagram like i was going way back and um i just went back to the beginning of our instagram and i was just looking at some of the stuff from like when we first started the band and there's like a picture from inside the twins house of like all these t-shirts and vinyl and like postage and they're like we're getting ready to ship out orders and then just <laughs> like kind of like oh. looking at like the humble beginnings of starting this band was kind yeah. of a kind of a crazy like trip through memory lane because I, I i scrolled and i saw the very first video of us like when we went to epitaph records and met brett gerowitz yeah this is like 
early days of Instagram and he put up, it was the early days of Instagram video. Like when they were, when you could first put up videos, yeah. he put up this short video of us. He goes, the interrupters are here at Epitaph and he's going around and you see us. And all I see on our faces is like, we are so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Deer in the headlights. But I know we were saying like, that was like, oh man, 10 years ago, almost we should go back and try to recreate that video <laughs> and do like a swiper side by side of like, you know, that's the funny thing with bands is that uh, people think bands have been around as long as they found out about them. And that's what happened with me. Cause I only found out about you guys about two, three years ago. And then I look and I'm like, wow, they they've been at this forever <laughs> and they have all these other records. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how you could always be around and there's always someone else you could reach. So that's really cool that you're playing stadiums now, because especially with Green Day and Weezer, because their fans can become your fans. And, uh, you yeah. know, I can say from uh, from, you know, from personal experience, you're very likable. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, hi. 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 <laughs> Good to see you again. Good to see you too. I got. Sorry, I'm late. I was. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry. You're. you're it's <laughs> fine. We were. We were. We were. Uh, we were catching up. We were talking about the first, going back to your first post on Instagram and meeting Mr. Brett at Epitaph. Yeah. Yeah. We were so nervous. And and then and then from that like cut to like us at a stadium with fireworks every night. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was. It did fireworks was every single night. It was amazing. <laughs> And uh, the concussion, Con confetti, and the confetti, and the, conc yeah. the, the concussion, concussions, yeah. confetti, fireworks. It was, it was really awesome. So, yeah. so when you, you know, when you go from playing that, and then you, you, you know, you go home for a week, and then all right, you're gonna play a club. It must be just nuts. But in the same, like everybody I talk to that plays huge places, I actually talked to Tobias Forge about this from Ghost, and he told me, I said, what, what's it like when you play these big places? And he goes. And it's so funny the way he says it goes, well, the only difference is you make your movements more exaggerated. <laughs> and it was just great because he's like, you have to play bigger. But, you know, when you go into a small club again, there's something most people that, that are live bands and real live bands like, like you guys are a live band. Um, you're a band that needs to be seen live. And when you get a band like yourselves, it's almost like you want to see a band like you guys in a smaller place as much as you can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, what's so funny is like. I guess it's all relative because when we started, so we were playing places with like no stage where like yeah. the mosh pit, they'd hit your microphone. I chip my tooth. I <laughs> yeah. my, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's all those, all those things. But the funny thing about what you were saying about exaggerating your moves is yes, but also when you're playing at a stadium and they have the cameras with the big screens, like you could wink and then everybody will see it. So it's like yeah, both, yeah. you have, to have yeah. these big exaggerated moves, but also you play a little to the camera so you can get those like subtle things into it. Sure. Yeah. But I love it all. I mean, they all, they're all, I mean, I love what we do. Like it, I love connecting and it's yeah. every step of the way from the small punk clubs to the stadiums, there's something ex so exciting about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, Ryan and I are both fans he was really excited when I, when I said you guys were coming on the show today. Um, but what I love about your band is that there's, there's just this energy. And I think we've talked about it before this energy that is just, you want to be a part of it. Like if you're from the outside, you're like, I want to cheer these guys on. Aww. I want to, I want And it's true because I mean, obviously you're very nice. I can, you can tell that right away. You know, I've talked to you a couple of times and that comes across and, but you're sincere. And, and that is one of the things that can lack in music sometimes is the sincerity and, and, when you're sincere and when you're when you're but you know when you have all those elements it makes people really say hey you know i want to see these guys succeed so 
I was saying before you Thank walked you. in, um, when you see a band like Weezer and Green Day want it, wanting to take you out on the road, it doesn't surprise me because being veterans, I'm sure they look around, they go, we have our pick of who we want to come. Let's bring them because not only are they good, but they're fucking cool. And we want to make sure that, you know, we can help them a little bit. So having said all that, it's nice to see that you guys are getting recognized through the hard work and through the good attitude. Oh, thank, oh, thank you, you so, so much. much. I mean, we're still just such fans of music too. And yeah. I think you never lose that. You'll always have the gratitude and the excitement of being in a band because, you know, we all started for the same reason, just because we love music. Yeah. Know? But, and I think also just having these couple of years of reflection and not being able to be with everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we've have even a newer, more, um, Robust. Deeper, robust. <laughs> a robust appreciation. Yeah, no, for, for real. That's yeah. a new one. Right? A robust appreciation. <laughs> um, so the, the new song in the mirror just dropped. Uh it's fun. It's the video's great. Um, but the record, we, we gotta wait a little while for the record still. We're gonna only get the record um probably August like tail end of the summer. Um, what is it like for you? Because I imagine the record's done. Um, is the record done? Yeah, the record's done. yeah. so what is it like to sit and go? Oh fuck, we just want this thing to come out like now. And you have to wait. Is it tough? Oh, it's it's definitely like, yes, absolutely. I want to we'll send it to you if you want. Yeah. <laughs> the second it was, second it was done, we were like sending it to our friends, like yeah. records, you know, like and the label's like, stop now. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have such an amazing team and everybody at like Epitaph, Hellcat, it's yeah. they they have, you know, always our best interest at heart and a great plan to like roll it out. So it's just, this part of being in a band is you, you know, we, we wanted to like have a great strong, like first single, like in the mirror to come back to like, let people know we're coming back. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you release the whole thing all at once. Some of the other tracks might get lost in the sauce a little bit. So it's kind of nice. I think, you know, for us to be able to, cause we're going to be releasing singles every month until the record. Yeah. Comes so out. you're just going to, you oh, stack cool. it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, but then once the record's out, it's out forever. So, yeah. you know, that time will go by like this. We've been in this like three month waiting pattern before. And then like, before you know it, we'll be on release day. I think it's one of the hardest things for a band um, is to have to wait because notoriously musicians are very impatient. You know, you want things to happen and you're excited. I mean, gen the, the general enthusiasm, it's like, I want everybody to hear this and having to wait and having to trust a team sometimes can be a real challenge for a band, but it seems like you guys have a good there's a harmonious thing going on with the, the, the people that have to, to steer the boat and you, the creatives, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going on tour. When does our tour start? Our tour Fog starts, um, it's June, first week of, first June. Week of June. June 7th. Is the yeah. Show. June 7th. They're so good with dates and times, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about feelings, I got you all day. Dates right, and times, right. these guys are really great at it. But um, uh, when we, we're starting the tour and I, it's our, you know, instinct to just want to play like all of our new songs but they're not out yet so yeah <laughs> we probably will we'll sprinkle in some we'll, new ones we're gonna definitely sprinkle in some new ones but yeah. we probably will sprinkle in some ones that aren't even out i mean that i think that'd be fun you might time. hear it first at the show yeah. so we, i don't think we're gonna be able to stop ourselves <laughs> that's always a great approach especially and in the mirror is an amazing song like the first time i listened to it i immediately watched the video again which is a great sign but also uh, it's kind of like a lot of people can say like, you know, I, I love a lot of bands and sometimes when they play nothing but new material, I'll say, oh, nuts. But in this case, I'm just like, this is a type of tune that you can already tell. They're yeah. like, wow, I hope they play this. And I would actually be pissed if they did it. And that's, uh, that's a really good sign. right? Yes. Th thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah in the mirror man that song is we started writing it well i started writing it 10 years ago and um even though i said it took me two years to write the song 10 years isn't really that great of a lyric <laughs> <laughs> um but you know it's just it, it's I, i'm really happy that we came out with this is the first song because it's about um sort of stripping everything away and just being honest with yourself and and um coming clean and i think it's just a first it's a good first sort of um because the whole album is basically my life story so i think it's a good first chapter you know to like okay this is what's going on like i'm going to tell you my story for this album right so in the wild is your story yes it's an autobiographical journey through my life from beginning till now okay. it didn't it, it was kind of accidentally happened that way mm -hmm. but we were doing a movie called um this is my family and we okay. had to go through our whole life like our childhood pictures and videos and kind of figure out you know just look at our whole life and while we were doing that we were also writing this record so kind of sort of they one kind of, informed the one other. informed the other and i was yeah. like wow you know it yeah so I, this could be if you put it in chronological order it could be my entire life story but it, it's funny you say that because i i don't know about you guys and well it sounds like you did a lot of reflection over the the the, the pandemic um yeah. i I did a lot of that too, because I had time. So I was digging through, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that'll take an Adidas box and just fill it with memorabilia, like stuff from, you know, like I used to music. Dude. Oh, yeah. so, so, I've got, so what I do is I've got, you know, about seven or eight of these boxes, you know, and, you know, one of them will be tour passes from when we toured, like used to tour in a band and, and, and then, you know, it'll be like flyers from shows when we play with Soulfly and, and Fear Factory and all that kind of crap. But it's fun because you go through that stuff and it's memories and, I find that's the common theme with everyone I've spoken to over the last two years. They had the time to do that. They had the yeah. time to look through and say, oh, I remember that. And it almost made me say, maybe we kind of needed that pause to be able to reflect and, and, and take inventory of what's going on in our lives. Inventory. Exactly. That's exactly you know? what we did. Yeah. And, like, and it's true. Like any business needs to take inventory every six months if they're going to be successful. And I think that counts to bands as well. And I remember a motto that I always had, and, and, and tell me if you agree with this, every six months, you got to look at where the band's going. All right. Where have we been? Where are we going? Are we, you know, and do we keep going? And, it, and I think that's so important. And, and it sounds like you guys did a bit of reflection in the, in, in the last two years. Exactly. Oh, and I think that, I think that, that, that um, yeah, we all definitely did. And, and it was really, uh, helpful to all of our spiritual growth i think um but i think the reason you know it took me 10 years and then uh is because that's how long in order for me to do the inventory i, yeah. I needed to take all of that time because in order to write that song i wrote countless 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 verses of yeah. like my inventory to yeah. see like what you know what i mean like it sure. took me so long to figure out what what what's wrong with me <laughs> 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 you know, it's kind of like, have you ever been drunk? Yes. And then any times. Okay. Okay. So, you Ryan know, more, Ryan more recently than me, but yes, I have been <laughs> drunk in my life. I represent the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so have you ever been drunk and then somebody close to you in your life is sober and they want to talk to you at that moment that you're drunk and they're sober and they seem to like totally like have their shit together and you're just like not have you're like not having the best moment and Brian, you know is that you like conversations between you and i <laughs> well that's why i don't call you when i'm drinking 
So that's okay. So that's my good, my point. Yeah. Is, uh, Out of the fear is, of what you you're about you to say. You don't want to call the person when you're drinking, right? You don't want to talk to that sober person. You don't want to come home to that sober person. You definitely don't want to have any kind of real conversation with that sober person because you know they're probably going to call you on your shit. Yeah. So in the song, I'm the sober person talking to my drunk self. Ah, like it. You know, okay. being like, I don't want it in the mirror, basically. Right, right. It's like, I don't, it's taking me a long time to like talk to the sober me and be like, hey, yo, yeah, I'm home. Let's <laughs> talk. It's okay. <laughs> so, so, so this is autobiographical in a bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very. Okay. So, so just to let you know, I've been sober a long time 20, oh. 20 29 years. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations. So, so that's why I was saying with Ryan, if Ryan's drunk, he's always, I'm always the sober guy that nobody wants to talk to. So I know that role very well. I'm always the person that they'll, someone will call when they're at, at a low point in their life, when they need to chat and they're vulnerable, but then they disappear once they open up for a couple of months. I'm like, Oh, I know what's going on now. It's because yeah, I'm the sober yeah, guy. Exactly. Exactly. I've definitely, um, uh, like have, I've definitely um, spent a long time sober. Good. As well. well, that's a good thing. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, and this is the thing when you, when you, it's tough because the business that you guys are in, um, it's, there's a lot of that, that that's glamorized. And there's a lot of people that are suffering from, you know, alcoholism and addiction that are on the road touring. And I don't want to turn this into a sober podcast, but <laughs> the reality is, is that th there's a lot of that that goes on. And, and it's tough to be in that world when you're trying to be abstinent from it. It's a yeah. tough spot to be in, but it's actually a lot easier than people think when you're, when, when you're the abstinent person, it's not as hard as people outside of you think it must be. Do you know what I mean? Cause when I you think got it's really hard to do, it's almost, I would say almost impossible to keep the touring schedule that we do to work as hard as we do and be drinking. Like, honestly, right. yeah. I don't know how I think it would kill me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like for real. So I, 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 in order to keep doing what I'm doing, I have to, um, I have to stay sober. Um, you, you guys are going out with flogging Molly. Yes. That's, that's yeah. going to, that's probably going to be a bit of a challenge to stay, <laughs> to stay sober. Cause I know they're pretty notorious for their drinking. I don't know if they still are. Are they, oh, you know what? We're all just celebrating live music together. <laughs> yeah. and that's what really brings us all together, you know, and having fun. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. The return uh, of live music. <laughs> um, and, and I've seen some of the dates for some of the festivals. Uh, the one that blew me away was aftershock because when you look at aftershock, it literally is like going into a music store and going through every bin alphabetically. I mean, you have everything at that festival. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're so excited. We've been are, lucky are, enough to do it once before. And it, we walked into our dressing room. And the first thing we saw was a note from Metallica that said, like, uh, have a great show. And we were like, <laughs> did you just lose realized, your shit or what? We realized yeah. that they probably left that for every band. <laughs> but, but I but, put it up on Instagram and said, thanks to our family, Metallica. But <laughs> 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 well, you got it, man. You got to capitalize on those things. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but that was really nice of them. Yeah. So, so that's that, That's the kind of festival where I'm sure you're, you, you're pulling into that weekend and saying, okay, like we've got to see this band. We've got to see this band. It, it, it's got to be, uh, there's got to be at least half a dozen bands each that you want to see, even if they're all different styles. Yeah. I mean, honestly, 99% of the time, the bands we want to see, it's like impossible. It's like, well, that time we're not going to be there yet. Or like, yeah. you're going to be just finishing up. And like, we have gotten lucky though on some festivals and seen some amazing bands. And I do, I do think that on that day we'll be able to, you know, yeah. 
explore, explore the stages. Um, Ryan, tell me about yeah. the first time you heard interrupters and how you felt. Uh, first, the first time, one Aww. second, sweetie, <laughs> my love. Sorry. Hi. Sorry. My <laughs> wife was pouring stuff in the background in it. If my microphone's on, it's going to sound like I'm peeing really hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first time I heard the interrupters, my friend, uh, my friend Richie had just seen you guys on Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, he said, dude, this band sounds like all those bands we listened to growing up, right? And I'm listening to, and when I'm hearing um, Kerosene for the first time, I'm like, you know what? They do, but they sound like they play it better, <laughs> in my opinion. And then the more I looked it up, I'm like, okay, look, this rhythm section is amazing. These guys, but before I like really saw you guys, I'm like, they must be related. And I'm like, they're twins. Yes, they are related. <laughs> um, but uh, and then I realized, Kevin, you're you're their brother. And uh, Amy, um, can you tell me exactly how did you hook up with this uh, band of brothers? Because I know how they met. <laughs> I'm an educated guess. Um, well, uh, thank you for all of that. That's so yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, the twins rhythm section, they're very um, uh, what's like uh, telepathic. telepathic. Mm. So their yeah. bass and drums are always on lock, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I can prove they're telepathic because the for this record, we did a song where Je Jesse was playing drums outside. Oh, yeah. This yeah. was the craziest thing. Jesse was playing drums outside. We were experimenting. We were, yeah, it was a weird. This is a song that didn't make the record. But yeah. That's another story. But in order to get the isolation, we're like, we got to put the drums outside. So we could, you know, Yeah. It, yeah. So yeah. Um, we were experimenting. So he's outside and he can't hear us. And no, he, can't, he, see, he can't see, he can't see us. Yeah. And we can't see him and we can't hear him. Or we yeah, can hear him, but yeah. we can't see him. Yeah. Justin. We get with, to the end of the song. Without talking to each other or even having any idea what's going on. We, were, we get to the end of the song and we're like, bum. And then the two of them are just like, bum. At the exact time. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Like the first yeah. time playing it, we never even discussed it. It's just like they had, yeah. It was kind of eerie. I was like, all right, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So we met on tour. So I was, I was uh, performing as a solo artist and mm. um, I was opening up for Sugar Ray on tour. Okay. And they were all in a band mm -hmm. called the Telecasters. Yeah. And they were also on the show. And um, I was like at the front of house, just like hanging out, um, just watching them sound check. <laughs> and um, just because it was out in the middle of a field and I don't know, there was nothing else to do. I just thought I'd hang out. But because I was hanging out at front of house, they thought I was the manager. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, maybe the promoter. I or the like, promoter yeah. or something. Right. Um, so they were really nice to me. <laughs> Thanked me for having them. Um, but yeah. But uh, then that night I saw her set and I was blown away by the songs. And I was just like, whoa, like we got to exchange CDs, you know? And yeah, we, yeah, we did exchange CDs. And he, you were wearing an Easy E shirt. Yep. I tried to buy <laughs> off of him. He wouldn't sell me, but we bonded over that. But we <laughs> yeah. became fast friends, and then um, we just started writing songs together. We just bonded like from day one. We just started writing songs together, and um, and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing! Like um, the synergy you all have is incredible. Uh, I can tell you, the first time I f fell in love with the Interrupters as a unit 
was um you know through the just discovering the band i'm like okay kerosene that's great tune i saw this set you guys did it was for a radio station and it was acoustic and everybody just all four all four of you sing and you're all singing together and it was just this incredible performance and i remember when you played out i gave you everything i'm like wow this is something special because this sounds like the music I grew up with, but like I said before, but they do it much better. Oh my <laughs> nobody, <God>. Nobody's <laughs> drunk. Nobody's <laughs> drunk. Everybody's in key. Like, you know, it still has that raw energy of punk, but it's played, you know, it's played a lot more with a lot more precision. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's so um great job on that acoustic performance because i show that to everybody oh thank yeah. you so much yeah, that, was, yeah was that k-rock was that k-rock acoustic christmas or um you know we've done actually a lot of acoustic stuff when when we um were touring the last record fight the good fight we would go out and like do kind of meet and greets and do acoustic sets we'd go to radio stations and do acoustic sets and we kind of built this whole like alter ego of like this acoustic so we had this we had our two shows we had the show that we were playing at night yeah. in the club and then we would have like the acoustic set and which you could just pop up and do anywhere kind of thing yeah and i have to say too you know we we take everything we do pretty serious as far as like we we want to be the best we can and we're always yeah. trying to improve sure. so when it came time to like have to play the very first acoustic set we locked ourselves in our back room with acoustic guitars and it was like i remember just a whole day of Trying to figure out what the drummer's going to do. I was like, try tambourine. <laughs> no, that's not good. Try a shaker. No. And then we start playing and he's holding an acoustic guitar and he just started hitting the guitar. We were like, that's it. That's what you're going to do. You're right. going to hold the guitar, but you're just going to hit it. And then <laughs> and then we just built this kind of acoustic set. But thank you so much for saying that because we, we did work hard on trying to do that because we have loud plugged in instruments, drums and cymbals and a big PA system. And like, that's what we're used to. So sure. You know, you're when you're playing acoustic, you're a lot more exposed and you you have to there's there's like a you have to have a certain like precision of your part. And there's also like you have to be economical because there's only four of us mm -hmm. and we have to make sure everybody's singing the right thing. So, you know, we, we do work hard on the, the acoustic thing. And I well. think the nerves are the most high acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 like you were saying, there's nothing you can really hide behind. You know, it's it, yeah. there's a lot less you can hide behind, I should say. Yeah. However, it, when an artist puts on an acoustic guitar, or at least for me, I I just get into this character of like VH1 storytellers, and I'm just like, <laughs> all right, this next one, we yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's yeah. Like, yeah. so. so this is what I was gonna. This is what I was gonna say. In the '90s, um, there was a time where you know, you would have the you know the the MTV Unplugged shows that and that are you know now they're legendary when you look back at nirvana unplugged on mtv uh you look at pearl jam unplugged and allison chains unplugged there was a time where bands were doing that um and some bands did it more successfully than others but allison chains were the one that always impressed me because they were so loud and so aggressive and then yeah. when they would put out their acoustic stuff it was just as good and and that really made me realize that when a band writes a song, if it can be played acoustically yeah. without all the bells and whistles, it's the, you know, it, it's the, the telltale sign that it's a good song. Such oh, a good point. And we, and we do that, you know, when we figure out what songs are going to go on the record or not, there's, there's been many songs that we think are so awesome, but, but as like the final check before we record it, I'm like, we got to play it on the acoustic guitar. And if it doesn't slap, it can't go on the record. It's like true. it has to hit great. on That's the great. guitar. It's yeah. <laughs> like you said, I mean, like on every level, like 
there's so much great like modern production stuff you can do and so many effects and all this but like as far as songwriting goes if you could sit down on a piano or an acoustic guitar and play the song and it makes you feel something then then we think that's kind of the the crux of what a good song is some of the funnest stuff to listen to uh, for me personally is the Johnny Cash stuff that he did with Uh Rick Rick, with the Rick Rubin stuff because that stuff is amazing yeah I mean all that stuff is so raw and you know you're talking about and it's funny as we're talking I'm looking because my vinyl's on the other side of it the Johnny Cash stack of the American stuff with the red band is right looking at me there's like six of them Um, (laughs) but it's but it's really that was when that when they did that I mean Johnny Cash everyone you know legend but when they did that at that point in his career it just shows like yes put someone in a room with an acoustic guitar if there's a good song then it's going to come across so i think that's a great the fact that that's the smell test before it hits the record with you guys is great but it's a smell test it's a great way to put it yeah. i'm just picturing them picking up a record and being like not this that, one that'll do. <laughs> um so so the tour is uh you're, you're kicking off some dates with flogging molly you're going to be doing some um some festivals you know in between what what comes after i mean the the album drops august 5th are there plans into the fall like is there is oh, there a yeah. whole bunch of stuff that hasn't that you can't say yet because the team has told you not yeah. to okay and it's, it's it's yeah like you said it's so hard like waiting and stuff i yeah. had a conversation about spring of next year just okay yeah. okay yeah. So, so so there's so there's a lot coming down the pipeline for yeah. and Rutgers. what we want to tell all of our family in canada is we are planning something really special because you know we're doing this U.S. tour and there's like there everyone's like there's no Canadian dates and it's like what we kind of discovered is like we like doing proper Canadian tours like where yeah. you start yeah. uh, well we just know. focus on Canada yeah Canada, right 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 and we don't we don't we don't want to just pop up and pop back yeah yeah you know? exactly and, and you know one of the last tours we did before the lockdown was was a Canadian headline tour and it was some of our biggest and most fun shows I mean we love Canada yeah, we love it up there it's been oh it, yeah. I, you know, being someone who's lived in California and come back to Montreal, um, as much as LA has a piece of my heart, Montreal will always be home because it's just, there's just something special about this city and, and Canada in general, for sure. But I can tell you, Canadians appreciate when you don't do just the two-step of Vancouver, Toronto. I mean, that most Canadians, yeah. when they see, you know, when they see a Manitoba date, like a Winnipeg date, or they see a Thunder Bay date, they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. we've done like, Thunder Timmins, Oshawa. Yeah, Regina. Yeah. Did you say the R word? Yeah, I did. I did. We had a really good show there, actually. Awesome. Everybody has a good show in Regina because there's nothing yeah. else fucking going on in Regina. So I you're just happy when you roll in. It was very cold at the time. I do remember yeah. the snow was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the show was awesome. It was awesome. So you know when you caught when you catch frostbite on your toes, um, every time it gets cold, you feel it forever. It's just that some that's part of the the backlash of frostbite. Once you've gotten frostbite, you feel it forever when it gets really. Frostbite. I know that. Maybe I've got it. Talk, do, don't ever get it, and and don't ever spend a winter in Regina. Whatever you do, <laughs> nothing against Regina. If anyone's listening, we love you. We just want to come visit you in July. Oh, and we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll definitely be back. Maybe it'll be warmer when we go back. Um, and lastly, uh, I believe it was you, Justin. Uh, there was a very funny video. And again, you guys, your social media, I don't know if I mentioned it, your social media stuff is just so much fun to watch. But there was one uh, where you got the call that touring was happening. And I think it was you that had to do the, the, the quick. I, that, I mean, yeah. you were like Grizzly Adams, back to yeah. you. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was a great, great post. You know, I had a lot of di- interesting hairstyles the last two years. <laughs> hey, it's listen, true. at least you fucking have hair, dude. You don't, I, mean, I couldn't grow any if I tried. 
at least not in my head. <laughs> he does it in stages too, where like there'll be a handlebar mustache maybe for a short period yeah. of time. And then, yeah, maybe a goatee or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely rocked a mustache for a couple of weeks in 2020 when we were not doing it. <laughs> yeah. No one was seeing you. Yeah, well, exactly. the funny no thing is, no one's going to see me. I'll try it. You thought <laughs> so, but we were building a studio and I was documenting us building our studio in the backyard to make this record. And there's a lot of pictures. I'm actually putting a video together of the making of our studio that I'll be releasing very soon they have mustaches thinking, no one's gonna see this i'm like oh no this is going on our youtube page hey, man, when did you guys hire those porn stars to work on this on the story <laughs> we're out there cutting wood with mustaches on like what's more it was it that? was very on brand it was yeah yeah <laughs> you said wood um guys <laughs> thanks for taking the time to chat today uh new album comes out august 5th it's called in the wild the new song in the mirror is fantastic and the band's heading out on the road so if they're playing a city near you definitely go check out interrupters um great energy great people and uh, again you have fans in us here because uh both of us are are are, are believers and i and i can't wait to see what the next chapter of this band holds you're oh. so kind thank you, thank so, you much. so much thank you so much for having us and we love awesome. you guys and we hope to see you very soon yes yeah. out of my own curiosity <laughs> you're not going and, yet <laughs> okay, sorry so, sorry if you don't mind because oh. only you can answer this um, I only know who Billie Eilish is because of you. What? And, um, well, she became a huge star. Like, you know, even even old men like me now are aware of Billie Eilish because it's undeniable. But a few years ago, um, I caught this cover you guys did a bad guy and it's the coolest cover it is a cool like in a sense where nine Chanel, where johnny cash covers hurt and it's like oh wow what a cool rendition of it when i hear bad guy i'm like wow what a creative cool fateful cover wow like how how the hell did you guys think of covering billy eilish out of all those other all right, songs yeah. we, <laughs> we were on we were on tour. <laughs> we were on tour and we were um we were playing with 311 in the Dirty Heads and we wanted to like mix it up. And she's like, I want to cover Bad Guy by Bailey Eilish, which at the time I think was number one, like for weeks. And it was just like, that could be, you know. I just related to the lyrics. I just, I felt the song. I was like, that's my song. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So we just did it to like play it on tour and have a fun thing. And then as we kept touring, we were getting people at the shows and even on our social media, like, hey, where can I hear your version? And we were like, we don't have a version. And we didn't, you know, it was funny because we were like, do we go into a studio and record it? We're like, let's just play it live and film it. And that'll be the version sure. because it was our live version. Yeah. So we just, that, what you heard is just li us live. In yeah. Room. Us live in a room doing it. And uh, yeah, we're stoked. But our know, whole record you know. is us live in a room. I know. Yeah. We, we really do record a lot of stuff together just because it's quicker. I think that comes <laughs> and that's what comes across as, as, as the band feeling like a unit. You know what I mean? It's, it, 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 when you record together in a room, it makes all the difference. 110 okay. yeah. cool now we will let you go okay <laughs> well you no, guys are good. so awesome. awesome thank you so much thank you guys we appreciate you thank awesome. you yeah man that was awesome and uh i'm probably going to eat some shit for saying oh they do the music better than the other bands you see but let me just tell everybody something to be perfectly clear do you have any idea how many of my favorite bands have come on stage too drunk to play? Yeah. And uh, as a result, unless I was too drunk to listen, I noticed. <laughs> so uh, the fact that they're like this, um, they always seem loose and they play record live in the studio, which is something that Van Halen used to do for the first few albums, too. So you have that live yet tight kinetic musical energy. 
Um, I think it's I think it's great that this band, after all these years, I mean, they've been at it for like ugh, about ten years or so. Yeah, and it's really cool to see that they're like this unit. Like Kevin's, uh, I believe they re- Kevin records them. It's it's really cool. You well, know they're I mean? they're like, they're they're they've got their shit together, and they're exactly, and they're, and they're a well oiled machine. And you can tell that. You could tell that they spend a lot of time together, but there's a lot of respect in that band. There's no ego. Um, it seems like everything's done for the greater good of the band, and and I love seeing that in a band that that does spend a lot of time together and that does tour together. And uh, when you see that kind of respect, you know that they're onto something. It, it's special. It's special, and and it comes across in the music. It comes across when they perform. It comes across. You know, we were talking about uh, in in the chat. We talked about how they, you know, got a chance to do an acoustic performance, so they really worked hard on that and. When you look back on that acoustic performance, their harmonies are down. You and I were talking about it off camera. How yeah. everything, you know, everything they do is is a, it's a well oiled rock and roll machine over at the Interrupters um, side of the world. So it's nice to see that, and it comes across when they talk and just the respect they listen to each other. They seem to genuinely like each other's company and um, and just great energy, great energy on stage. After we interviewed them, they had mentioned that they had like a you know a documentary out or a semi documentary, and uh, there's this uh, kind of mixture of concert footage and uh, kind of like uh, behind the scenes thing called uh, "This Is Our Family," yeah, or "This Is My Family," and it's on a uh, it's on YouTube. Anybody can watch it. And uh, Jason, I've never almost puked from adorableness before, <laughs> but when you see the twins and Kevin be like nine years old playing like little instruments and stuff and trying to be a punk band even when they're like 10 years old yeah or yeah. six yeah seeing the twins when they're six it's like dude i felt my biological clock ticking like and I yeah. don't, i'm pretty sure i don't even have one so uh <laughs> yeah it was, yeah it's, it's, it was, it's, it's awesome it's adorable how, how how close they are and it's uh and it comes across and uh i will say this it's like you know as an older well not older but as a person who likes his music and this music sounds like the time that I grew up in. I would be the first person to be like, you damn kids, you damn new music. You don't know how good it was. Right. But um, on, my, on, my, on behalf of myself and a lot of other people I know in my age range, we all love this band. Yeah. And that's not con- that's not very common, you know, to embrace a, the, a newer band doing that kind of music right away without that kind of like just endless comparisons. I mean, no. good for them. Seriously, I think that's very special. My friend Val, who's a, a big music connoisseur, uh, when I the first time I spoke to Interrupters, she was like, "The next time you talk to them, you bring me along." I said, "I promise." And of course, the next time I talked to the Interrupters, I'm talking to them. No, but I'm talking to them on Zoom. So, um, but my friend Val absolutely loves them, loves them. Mm. So, um, and you know, she's she's my age or maybe maybe a year older and and on a huge huge music fan and you know very picky may i just say that when kevin got on the zoom the first thing he said was it's so nice to see you again right so he has got a great memory too or well rockman i think you just have one of those faces yeah maybe but he didn't know you remember we were up on the balcony at club soda so that's nice did you i think he did you film that interview no oh but i watched it (laughs) All right. Well, thanks with again envy, for, for joining. With Val like envy, I was so. <laughs> but, but, but look, but now you're now you're here. Now you're you know, now you're in the big leagues with the interrupters. Look at look how far you came, kid. <laughs> I, I'm glad we got a chance to talk to them, and I'm looking forward to the new album. And they kind of, I mean, you know, they, I think I think they've got a lot of material probably in 
I would say they have a lot of stuff in the chamber that's ready to be to be shot out. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a whole other record out ready because you could tell that this is a band that works and they probably got a lot of material stockpiled and they probably use the downtime to get ahead of the game, which a lot of bands did. Over the last couple of years, a lot of bands said, all right, well, we're not gonna be able to tour, so let's write a couple of records. Like Weezer, man, fuck, Weezer put out like three records this year. And they three? have more, yeah, they put out like they put out the long awaited black album. They put out Van Weezer. They just put out the spring EP. They put out a covers record. And Wait, all, they have a black album too. So Metallica, yeah. Spinal Tap, and Weezer all yes, have black yes. albums. That's so, awesome. And what's crazy about Weezer is they've got more material. So you just know that a guy like Rivers Cuomo was just sitting and writing and writing and writing and writing. And I'm sure the interrupters are doing the same. Maybe I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if they stockpiled. And that's what people should have done. Instead I guess sitting, so. Yeah. yeah. Instead of sitting and wallowing in your sorrows and going, oh, I can't do anything. Like, no, just get ahead. Because if you've got material, it means you can go out and tour and you can make money. Yeah. Or you could make, uh, you know, Kings of Quarantine videos. And, uh, yeah. Or yeah. you could do that, which, which yeah. you know, we can, which was a lot of fun. I, and you know what I think about it? I'm like, man, I would have loved to have had some of the interrupters in those. That would have been Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, just letting everybody, anybody out there that, you know, is planning another global pandemic, <laughs> let us know because we'll get right on that Kings of Quarantine. Yeah, let us know ahead of time this <laughs> time know, so we yeah, can get our shit together. Yeah, yeah, we can really get these Kings of Quarantine videos off. Um, yeah, we want to pull up Rivers Cuomo and just make like 17 albums and stuff. Man, we still have yeah. drums for those. For for We still have drums for four We should songs. release the drum tracks and you could just do some improvised hip hop over it. And yeah, all right. Um, let, let's tank let's, the channel. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we want to thank you for uh, for joining us on the journey, and we really do appreciate everybody that has, has been subscribing. Um, just don't forget, subscribe, like, um, and tell your friends about the podcast. And we're available, if you're listening to us on the uh, audio platforms, we're available wherever uh, fine podcasts are streamed, and we're also available on YouTube. Uh, and we appreciate the support. We really, really do. Ryan, um, we got some great stuff coming up. I know we're going to be taking a break at one point for a little bit, but not long, one week. I know, because of infighting. No, you're, right. on, you're <laughs> going on vacation. Hate yeah. everybody. But uh, <laughs> no, I hate you all. Hate you. But we're going to be, uh, we're going to be, uh, we, we've got quite a few cool things coming up. I, I know we're going to be, um, you and I got to see Top, Top Gun, and I can't talk, we can't too, talk too much about it, but we got to see the new Top Gun Maverick movie, and I believe that's coming very soon, right? We, we're going to get, we're going we're gonna to do a Top Gun episode. All I can say about Top Gun Maverick is that if you look at Top Gun, it holds up right next to it, without a doubt. It's it's the perfect companion piece for that movie. There's nothing, and no one can say any different. No one can. Nope. You can't. You can't. You can't go in there and say, no, just shut up. If you like Top Gun, you're going to like this. It's yeah. simple as that. I'd like to thank uh, my co-host, Ryan Stick. Uh, our producer, Julia Kajerski, um, and the interrupters, of course, for joining us, and uh, David as well uh, for uh, hooking the interview up. And uh, we will see you all again next week. Oh, yeah. Our per- uh, we got to thank we got to thank Heartbeat Hot Sauce, who uh, are, are awesome, too. Uh, and uh, all of you for joining us. And we'll see you next week on the Rockman Power Hour. Mm-hmm.